feels like we haven't been able to breathe for four years. I don't think anybody could have predicted how catastrophic it was. And and I'm still, like, it's not over. I'm still terrified. I'm terrified about what's going to happen, like, what he's going to do. His hate, bigotry, anger, and lies have assaulted more than just the airwaves. He attempted to destroy the values that I, and I thought we as a society, held dear. I believe him to be the lowest, most dangerous, and inhumane person I have seen in my 60 years. Our nation is now faced with an incredible amount of healing to do from a disease that we have refused to acknowledge and that Trump is but a symptom of. This past few months, few years, and all of it has just made me like scream that to me, the most important thing is dignity for human beings and human lives. And I just, it blows my mind that empathy for humanity has become a political issue. Okay, the last four years with Trump were terrifying. And I don't know how he got elected in the first place. What Trump and Trumpism has meant to me over the last four years is the same thing it means to me today. That this country is ripe for fascism. And so it's been four years of living with that constant fear of what he could possibly do next. The fall of 2016 began a depressing collapse into Trump's hateful worldview. I thought he would be a clown and a simpleton, but he has shown himself to be a racist, acting only for his own enrichment. Climate change, the pandemic, racial justice, children's rights, religious freedoms, all of these have been gravely wounded, if not entirely scrapped. Four years of devaluation of truth led by a man who cannot tell the truth. Welcome. This is SOS, and this is our <laughs> election recap, or reaction, or just, this is us. Not the Hulu TV show, but our podcast. So, mm. how you feeling, Alyssa? I'm feeling great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling, um, I don't know if you can relate to this, but it comes in waves, it's kind of it kind of feels like I'm in another dimension when I see news outlets talk about Biden winning. Oh, I feel like I'm in another dimension when I hear him speaking and and thinking this is our <laughs> president speaking. You're like, and it's, wait, he whoa. didn't call a mentally handicapped person, right? Or or make fun of them? Wait, 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 what? Like, oh, wait, this is I, this is what feels like 20 years ago, which really was only four years ago, and the, my all of our life until four years ago. Where president, like, <laughs> even ones that I didn't agree with or didn't like or didn't vote for, whatever, it's like, there still was a level of decorum, professionalism, and just, you know, uh, truth that came out of their mouths and a certain level of experience that was had and a certain level of policy that was talked about that we just kind of, the last four years have put us all in this warped world of like <laughs> expecting nothing but racist misogynistic shit to be spewed and just and just blatant lies to be told that are proven wrong instantly and still told and and then it's like oh this is oh yeah this is what it was like way back way back in the day who's he 
He's speaking eloquently about unity yeah. and, and kindness. Oh, he actually called out using the words systemic racism. Oh, he oh he called it that. Oh, he didn't call a, a marginalized um, community uh, that they were rapists. Oh, and he didn't call white supremacists uh, good people. Huh. Yeah, check the pulse. Check my temperature. Hello? Yeah, this is a bizarre world. I just feel, uh, yes, that is a good point. I feel like I'm in another dimension knowing that that is uh, our president and going to be our president. But I don't know what it is. And maybe it is because these fucking whiny babies keep screaming that it's a fraud, that maybe it's just kind of. I don't know. It's it's making it worse or it's 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 like raining on a parade, basically. I don't even for me. It's like I'm just watching. Uh, like from above, I'm just watching some yes. bullshit happen where I'm like not. I'm not letting it ruin my day. I'm just kind of watching at it and right. laughing and being like, um, but just show any any proof of it. But I think the <laughs> detachment that I feel like maybe you're feeling too, and I I, I agree with that, is maybe it, it comes from a place of like knowing that, yes, Biden won. Yes, Trump lost. Yes, this is going to be a different four years than the last four years. But that doesn't mean that our democracy isn't at stake and oh, not no. being threatened currently and how far this is they're going to take this. And, and on well, they being what people that are upset about supporters, Trump losing. Republican yeah. enablers in the Senate and the con, you know, yeah. leader, Republican leadership. That's enabling I mean, him. we could very well be in gridlock for the next four years with the Senate. We don't know what's going to happen. No, but we, also, it's very important to um, if you're registered to vote in Georgia, please vote Ossoff and Warnock. And please, uh, if you turn 18, even by January 5th, yeah, you can still vote. Yeah. Um, and we'll have information for that at the end mm-hmm. of the episode. But yes, it's really important to take Mitch McConnell out. And I just I think it's really important Power. because our our country has gotten to such a divisive point. Um, it's just so we think that we're all just it's us or them and us and them are like thousands of miles apart. Like we forget that there's a whole spectrum and realm of where people fall in, in our beliefs and our morals and all of these things. And so I do think it's important to say that like a lot of, I speak for myself, but I know a lot of people agree. I don't think Biden is the second coming. I don't think he's like going to fix everything and everything's great. And he's the perfect candidate. And that's exactly what this country needs. No, no, I do not. Like, I I mean, I could go into a lot of things that, that I'm, I don't, I don't like, but the fact is there's zero competition. There's zero, you know, people saying they don't want to get involved in politics because it's a two party system, which is antiquated and we shouldn't have it's all true. It's all true. Yes. That's, but also that's the only thing that we have. And so participated in it or not, that's all that exists for us. And so I'm, and for me, honestly, what I'm the most moved by and excited about that hit my, me at my core was seeing a woman in that position seeing Kamala up there because I mean, at any, at any cost in my mind, it was like, Trump needs to go. It's about Trump leaving more than it is about being excited about Biden. That's just a mm-hmm. fact, but that's kind of, that's what happens when we have the illusion of choice. That is a two party system. It is an illusion of choice, Yeah, but you, like I said, you participate or you don't. Yeah. You have to, um, I think it's important to know what side is going to be doing more for than the other, but that doesn't mean that, uh, 
that side doesn't need reform exactly. and doesn't need to figure out how to communicate that reform too, because it's like mm-hmm. this country is so big and so divided that how to communicate issues that will benefit everybody like, uh, Medicaid, Medicare for all mm-hmm. and, 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 um, edu- free education and everything that, that is so basic and is not uh, a privilege. It is a right to have. You for know, Democrats and Republicans. It's yeah. not like Democrats are fighting for these things just for them and their families. It's like this is literally should apply to everybody, regardless of where you live, who you voted for, what color your skin is, how rich your community is, where you are, or socioeconomic. Like humanitarian rights should not be politicized, and they absolutely are. Like masks. Yeah. Healthcare should not be politicized. In our previous conversation with um, I-10, uh, food should not be politicized. Everything's politicized in our world. Yeah. But if you really take it away and look back, uh, take a step back and look at it and you're just like, wait, but why would any human not fight for human rights? Right. It doesn't actually make sense. Now we just attach it to, oh, well, that's because you're blue or you're red. Yeah. And it's important for Molly and I to talk about things like that because we know that there's audience members that aren't like as uh, left leaning or leftist or liberal as as Molly and I when it comes to this. And I feel like it's it's really important for us not to shy away from things like this because this is who we are at our core. And it's also important for us to communicate as as best we can um, of 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 what can um, of the good that can that can change with a new with new leadership and with. Um, an all blue Senate, first of all, yeah. and, 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 and democratic policies, because mm-hmm. we're not, um, <laughs> we're not from the devil as some no. Republicans think and we, also, like, Democrats are, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Because, you know, the same way that Democrats <laughs> can make the mistake of thinking all Republicans are Trump supporters, because that's a very specific brand yeah. of Republicans. I understand. Um, you know, it's like, Nobody's a monolith. So when the blanket mm-hmm. statements are made about liberals being so what whatever, <laughs> like uh what's the thing? Oh, so fragile or so sensitive. Snowflakes. Yeah, whatever it is, it's just like, look, we're all not as far away as we think we are when it comes down to it. There are the extremes, but those extremes are what everybody gets tagged as. Yeah. If you're a Republican, you're this extreme. If you're a Democrat, you're this side of the extreme. But most of us are somewhere in the middle of that and not talking like, oh, we're all moderates. But I mean, like we're somewhere in between those two extremes. Yeah, there's things that we all want. Like, I know you guys are like, oh, my God, Biden's going to be president. That means there's going to be a shutdown. Masks are going to be mandated by law and all these things. I'm like, why, why do you think that's going to be? Because we want the same things as you do. We want yeah. the world to get back to normal. We want our families to stay alive. <laughs> like We want your family to stay alive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we want to go back to work. We'd love that. We'd love not to, like, beg for stimulus checks every fucking week like i want to go out that. and see my friends and go to a concert and go to a packed room again yeah. and like as antisocial as i can be we're humans i i love when i choose to i do want to be able to go and be social and be in a group of people and feed off that energy it's like yeah we i also personally like yeah it's not comfortable to wear them. who loves wearing a mask that's not the point <laughs> it's like we this is what we do to help each other this isn't and, and ourselves it's not i mean you know we could go all into that but the the number of people who i saw on youtube and online over the last couple months at their individual town hall meetings um crazy <laughs> shouting like to the point where their voices crack of this one i saw this man he was like in his 40s 
losing his damn mind. Like uh, his actual voice was cracking like he was going through puberty because he was shouting so hard. And he was saying, he's like, they're taking away our rights. Like screaming and, and uh, you know, mad about wearing a mask. And somebody, some woman commented on it. And she's like, if this is how mad he is about being told to wear a mask, imagine how he would feel if the government started to tell him what to do with his body. Yeah. <laughs> or imagine if he was fucking intubated, like, yeah. and he was hooked up to machines to help him breathe. Imagine that. And and on that same vein, they're also using the whole, I can't breathe. Yep. Yep. With, oh, God. But in regards to masks, they're like, well, George Floyd couldn't breathe then, and now we can't breathe with these masks. And, <sighs> and there has to be. And we're not qualified to really talk about it, but we can comment on it. That's for sure. Yeah. Of uh, There's a, the psychology of the Trump supporter and the ma- the mask non-wearer. Wearer. Oh, yeah. Like, why why do they go hand in hand? Why aren't there? I'm not saying like, oh, liberals wear their mask 24-7, but it, it's more often than not you're going to yeah, see. Yeah, it's a pattern. Yes, it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. And I, what is, did he start that? I, I don't think so. There has to be some sort of level of like, and I think we were talking about this before we started recording. Victimization. Victimization that, that is is almost like a necessity to them to, to survive, mm-hmm. I guess. Like they see someone, they see a group that's marginalized that that is in need of protection and to talk about and they're getting attention. And I, I feel like. Well, and they're uncomfortable if, if it's a, if it's white people, because they're on the other side of that. Right. And it just and it makes people so uncomfortable that they need to point out the way in which they're a victim. Yeah. Like, let me just find a way. Well, well, well everything isn't good for me either. Sometimes I have. How do you think that doctors go through literal 12 hour and longer yeah. surgeries wearing a mask? You think they can't breathe? No, <laughs> it's so stupid. And I feel like, yes, like you said, it makes them feel uncomfortable because they just realized they had biases of them, their own. Mm hmm. And they have to conf- a confront that, and and then b <laughs> live li- live life where uh, you know you can see protests happening. You can see you know people are so upset. People are dying uh, on the fucking street, and you're you're confronted with what a mask that you have to put on. If that's you're the biggest, reaching well, and if that's the biggest infringement on your rights, which <laughs> if you're a white man in a certain circumstance. Uh, that probably is, then that alone tells you of your privilege and uh, the whole conversation. Especially for white people, because COVID, uh, you are way, I don't know, I forget the statistics, but you can look it up. You are way more likely to die from this if you are black or brown. Yep. Like mm-hmm. talk about not giving a fuck. Yeah. And I, we don't want to generalize every Trump supporter, but when you see a pattern, um, it can, you can't ignore it and you it's going to upset you. Yeah, you can't ignore it. And his complete, over the past years, all the ties that, I mean, he's made it very obvious that he's, that he's a racist and that he's doesn't denounce white supremacy and that he, you know, in fact, welcomes their support of him. And all of these things that tie into the context of how this all looks then and the message he sends to everybody. And, you know, especially when there are, younger kids like high school college age voting age you know but also like high school middle schoolers who are all on their phones now the news sources if they choose to that they have access to you know we didn't we just would have tv when we went home whatever Mm -hmm. channels our parents would watch you know what i mean yeah but 
So the good thing is kids can choose their own news sources, but also you have 12 year olds on their phone and maybe their friend is really influential and their friend has all these views because their parents have all these views. And then it's just, my God, we live in such a uh, tumultuous, fragile world in the sense that the, the amount of information we have access to while it's beautiful and we're, we're lucky is also terrifying and, and can be very dangerous. Yeah. It, especially in developing minds. It's really interesting um, to think about things like that and, and to know where we would be if we were kids now, oh my you God. know, because there's so much content out there, you know, with TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it's really hard for me to, to have empathy for those that really don't <laughs> not not know anything about like the realities of, of mask wearing and, and and how that actually does and can save lives um but all the way down to like how the election works oh yeah <laughs> like how can you be so with everything that's out there like how can you be so so stupid well because everything's out how- there we call elections but how the electoral college works. But that's because everything's <laughs> out there, meaning anyone can put anything out there. And the, and there are people who sound like they know what they're talking about who are spewing absolute trash. And there are people that are in terms of, I mean, that's how this starts. And then you have somebody in the highest figurehead position. I won't even say the highest position of power because in reality, The president is a temporary position. Mm -hmm. There are people who spend decades in the government and those are the people that have the real have the real power. But you are president is a figurehead. And to the American people. Yeah. You represent you have a lot of influence. And if that very person has zero regard for actual actual facts. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day that would make me miss George Bush in office. Oh, no. (laughs) Here we are. I know. (laughs) Wait, what? I know. I know. Well, at least he he knew diplomacy, and that's, that's like the I'm... best you can say about George Bush, right? Is yeah. that he knew diplomacy and he knew how to how to keep at least American democracy. Well, and he's a he's a um, there's don't get me wrong, career yeah. politicians are not not. We the, don't want to start wars for. Uh, <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like or, he was a career politician, and while there are plenty of career politicians who should who are terrible people and have terrible morals, and that's. Mm-hmm. But my point is that my mom's an elementary school teacher. Um, she had to go through years, years of schooling and training and student, te- you know, being a student teacher and to get actually to have the credentials to teach kindergartners. OK, and apparently our president doesn't need you need more certification and qualifications to teach elementary school Mm -hmm. than you need to be the president of the United States. And that's what that actually showed us, like proved to us is that, okay, you're a public figure check. I guess you need that. You need money. Maybe you need to be white. You need to be a man. You need to be, but none of those things show it actually proved that like, but if, when it comes to your actual experience Mm -hmm. in, in this realm in politics at all, you don't need anything, any qualifiers, I mean, you you can't to be a server. You have to go through. You can't even get hired at certain restaurants if you don't have multiple years experience to be a server. No, you can have multiple rape allegations against yourself and be a police officer and, and a president. Mm-hmm. Sick. <laughs> America, 10 out of 10. I just don't understand it at all. 
Like, I, I don't understand the hypocrisy. I don't understand how you can be so obtuse to um, facts. It's, it's like you have to actually fight against it. You know, you have, oh, you to, have actually, to actually like, actively you have to actively want to want to put earmuffs over your head. Yeah, it's will, I don't willful ignorance. Yeah, because I don't understand how you can be um, a God fearing Christian Republican <laughs> And vote for a man who's paid for abortions, who cheated on his pregnant wife with a porn star, who who grabs women by the pussy and brags about it to whoever's listening, um, who is in debt to his fucking two inch dick. Also, who called um, uh, countries in Africa shithole countries, shithole countries. He made fun of a handicapped person. He called Mexicans rapists. He. Talked about McCain saying he doesn't like. Oh, <laughs> fuck it. Veterans? POWs? Yeah, I don't like. We, we, I like my soldiers. Uh, what is it? Not captured not or captured. whatever. Mm. <laughs> so when you really step back at it, I, I my. It's bullshit. One of my opinions is that yeah, people who are just like non-questioning supporters of him, even at this point, especially at this point, you know, in 2016, Y'all were dumb, but maybe you were just ignorant to it. But now you are choosing, if you still like stand by his side, you are racist, Mm -hmm. which in 2016, I would have guessed, I would have said probably most Trump supporters are pretty racist, but that was like, but not all, because some are just like, just don't give a fuck and just want to change and just want to shake it up. And But, but four years later, if you voted for him at this point, I do have to say, um, you are racist (laughs) and also you are choosing actively choosing to ignore certain facts. And that is a conscious choice at this point. Yeah. And I don't, I I don't have respect for that. Oh, and I don't, (laughs) I didn't set it to the right setting, (laughs) Um, but it's just a whole, what I do wish for people is that, because nobody's going to, if everybody thought like me, this would be a shithole country. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But at the end of the day, what I wish is that, Actually, look. No, we would have free health care. Yeah. It would look pretty great. Yeah. But also, uh, my only hope is that people actually in life, that everyone is making an effort to evolve themselves. Wherever you stand, you don't have to be on my side or my page or whatever. But if I see that you are like willing to seek out conversations that make you uncomfortable, willing to Mm -hmm. be wrong, willing to learn new information and let it change your opinion. Yeah. Waiting, willing to, and they're all hard things to do on any side. It's hard. It's hard if I learn something that, like when I learn things about some certain things, decisions Obama made that I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, that is, I know. that. there's no good way to look at this. Like, no, yeah. But, and it sucks. It really sucks, but it doesn't mean, it's a practice, but you just, the more people, the more we learn to do that and to remove our ego from it and to yeah. be like, Okay, if I change my opinion about this person, it's not a blow to my ego. It's actually a sign of intelligence because I'm learning to adapt based on new information I gain. And I, when I see people doing that, I have respect for that. And so, and I know there are Trump people who voted for him before, who really in the last four years were like, "Wow, I was wrong. I regret that, and I'm not going to do that again." I have mad respect for you because yeah. it's hard to have your world shaken and the realities you thought were true be proven wrong. You know what I think that fails us on that front when it comes to like. Cause I think about that too, because there was some things that like Obama did that I actually uh, found out after he like yeah, left about like, I knew about drone strikes, but it like, you know, there's things that weren't great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But things that are, you need context for, like, yes, you can say they started the cages. I don't want to hear one motherfucker <laughs> talk about these cages, though, one more time, because context matters. Mm-hmm. They were never separating families. It was never to the degree in which they are holding people there now. It was never built to hold the amount of people they're holding now. Um, again, never separated families and no one was there for more than 72 hours. Mm. Um, uh, and that's important to know. But there's other things besides that um, that weren't that aren't great. And I feel what what fails us is the two party system. Exactly. Because on that front. Yeah, I don't mean a lot of fronts, but like because I think about it this way, like let's say Obama was president now mm-hmm. um, when there's way more access to information, you know, and yeah. like would we be able to be as critical, you know, with Obama after, and let's say Trump was president. This is like Trump and then Obama or something like that. Okay. Or we have Biden. Maybe it'll be similar. But will we will we be able to be as critical? Because won't that give fodder to the other side to be like, mean, see, fuck you. Look at your look at your president fucking up and doing this. Well, that's definitely going to happen. But it's a matter of the lesser of two evils, which is the downfall of a two party system where it's like, I know there's going to be things that this administration does that I'm not I don't think are great. But right. um, and yeah, the people of a lower mindset are going to be like, see, see, see. But like, you can't stoop to that. It's but like, there's you're so many people of a lower mindset. <laughs> right. But like they're children and I live above that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just, I, like, I'm, I'm a friend. Like, I wonder, it's like, that'd be so great if we can just be openly critical over the president that we support, I you know. know what I mean? And be like, let's hold them accountable. Yeah, exactly. Um, ask those tough questions when it comes to debates or interviews or, or whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, um, what was it conferences um press press conferences and um but i i I fear that and maybe and maybe that's like the other side too but they became way extreme of it that like once you start being critical and you allow the media to run that way because the media already fucking everything's Mm -hmm. theater to media that it just makes it worse it just makes it like that much easier for the other side because there's only two to we've, turn it around and be like, then fuck it, we're going back to Republicans. We've created this uh, very childish system in this country where it it literally sets us up for sibling rivalry. Yeah, because <laughs> then we have to just be like, and that's not good for Democrats, liberals, whatever, to be like, la, 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 he's, at least he's better than Trump. No, you know, no, that no. That doesn't help. No, and I actually don't, you know, time will tell, but I don't f- see myself feeling that way. I, I think no matter what, it's better to have Biden in than Trump. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like prepared for there to be a lot of things where I'm like, that's not what I would do. That's not what I, but, but nothing is ever going to be perfect, especially in our fucked up colonized racist country. Yeah. Um, but all we can do is take the next best step. And if best being what's available because, mm-hmm. and, and I know we're about to wrap it up soon, but, you know, the title of this episode is there is glass everywhere. And uh, and I do want to spend some time talking about Kamala being there because yeah. we know when Biden and Kamala gave their speeches, what was it last Saturday or? Yeah, I, yeah um, a week ago. I, I guess I didn't give much thought, so I didn't really have an expectation, but I got deeply emotional yeah. when she came out and she was speaking and like tearing up, maybe like... <laughs> in a cute little way. And then I was full on crying for yeah. a couple minutes. And I was just like, I'm ugly crying. This hits me at my core to see. I remember watching all the election, you know, watching as a kid, every time we had a new person and my parents would be happy or not happy and it didn't matter. But 
I remember always looking at the TV and being like, I'm not, I'm not in this picture though. Like, yeah. you know, however little I was, it's not like I was deeply always con- putting it that way in my mind. But I do remember being like, it's always, it's always men. I don't really fit in. This is a different, this is like a different world. This yeah. isn't a world for me. And seeing her get up there and like, oh, and having her family on stage and just uh, the things she was saying, it just gave, it completely gives me chills. It almost brings me to tears even now. And imagining all these girls, I saw a video the next day of girls in a classroom. I don't know where, somewhere, somewhere in the country. Brown and, girl, brown girl. Yes. What do you see? I see a vice president looking that looks at like me. me. That, that looks, looks like, like me. me. Yeah. Yeah. It was this teacher having the kids recite that. And it was just like, subliminal messages whether it's very literal and you have conversations with your parents growing up and you're told you can or can't do things or you just observe you observe Mm -hmm. we learn very young on the playground that we're not expected to be as fast as the boys are you're not you're gonna cry more you're gonna you just learn things that the society you're too emotional for those responsibilities society tells you this about yourself and man I lost it seeing her up there I was like the little girl in me, just everything came out. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I just felt so out of body watching that. I think it was like one of those where I was I was watching myself because I'm just like, I, I just think maybe um, I don't know how I'm processing this. And I think maybe I'm still on that journey. Yeah. <laughs> because journey. And I think that's why I just giggle and drink wine um, to cope. But like, it just is so I feel like I was just I had so much PTSD from Mm. 2016 that like well okay so I think I believe her name is Abby Phillips she's a great reporter for CNN and and she had said that she's a black woman herself and she had said she's like don't forget Trump started his presidency on a racist birther lie and it's ending with a black woman in the White House (laughs) that (laughs) ladies and gentlemen is how we leave you today (laughs) to glass ceilings being broken I mean, like, it's fucking and orange amazing. orange racists going back into their holes. Oh, my God. Wait, are it we is. out of time? Mm-hmm. Aw. Well, I, 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 I mean, before we go, I, I need everyone to know, um, how much time do we have left? Okay, none. Sorry, guys. We'll, we'll talk about it maybe sometimes later. But um, <laughs> Four Seasons Landscape is amazing, and please look up Dean Browning. I'll tell you after the show. Um, Dean Browning, please look that up. But um, I'm going to basically give you guys this little... Um, because Stacey Abrams is uh, a queen, a goddess, and got Georgia blue. But we need to make it even more blue by donating to her organization called Fair Fight. And uh, voter suppression of voters of color and young voters is a scourge our country faces in states across the nation. Uh, and Georgia is one of them. Their 2018 elections, elections shone a bright light on the issue with elections that were rife with mismanagement, irregularities, unbelievably long lines, and more, exposing both recent and also decades-long actions and inactions by the state to thwart the right to vote. Georgians and Americans are fighting back. Fair Fight Action engages in voter mobilization and education activities and advocates for progressive issues. In addition, Fair Fight Action has mounted significant programs to combat voter suppression in Georgia and nationally. Please donate and learn more at fairfight.com because we need to uh, get those Senate seats flipped in Georgia. And I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm Alyssa Rosano. Follow us on YouTube and and um, at the SOS Pod Instagram. Uh, rate us five stars. We love you guys. And here's a turning meltdowns and a magic. Woo! <laughs>